One of the dinosaurs said, I wish I were dead. And it was honestly very sad. Hi, I'm a little mouse in the wall, Ashley Medeiros. Hi, and I'm the cat's meow, Carly. And this is Perpetually Single. And we both had animal-related things. We did. Yeah. This episode, we are joined by my one of my best friends. I, this podcast is two, my two best friends here. Hello. Hi. I'm going to you guys into hanging out with me again. <laughs> um, Pierre, Paul. Pierre, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. Of course. You sound really, really excited. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you haven't listened to the podcast, you'll know that I say bullying works. But it's only when I bully other people. She's only when she's trying to bully other people. I can bully others. We bully her. No one else can bully me. That's just how I've tried. (laughs) She hasn't. I yell at her for it every time. (laughs) But it's not allowed. Me. It's not allowed. Uh, This week we are talking. Sorry, I just moved my pencil bag. Um, This week we are talking about labels. Woo. An oh-so, oh-so-fun world. Oh, yeah, it really is. So, Pierre, as the guest this week, let's start with you. Yeah. Very broad, generalized, general question of, what do you think about labels? Absolutely. So, great question. So, I personally don't love labels, um, but I think individuals who decide what the labels are for them and their relationship or them and their partnerships or whatever it may be, then that makes perfect sense. The -hmm. reason I kind of have a problem with them is because labels have been decided by society for an extended period of time now so that the labels that people claim aren't actually their labels. They're standards that somebody else told them that their label is supposed to encapsulate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why I don't really love labels. But if you can form a healthy relationship or a healthy bond and you two decide what your labels mean or you three or you four, so be it. Mm Mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from. And I mean, I definitely don't, I really don't like being put into categories, like Mm -hmm. as, especially like identity wise, um, which is why I identify as queer instead of something that's, oh, hi, Tesla. Um, And some, that's more binary, like bisexual or pansexual. I just like that. Carly, what are you messing with? Stop. It's so loud. I'm sorry. I, I had to get them back in there. It's, oh an, it's a headphone case. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I got them today. I want to keep them nice. Making me lose my train of thought. I just hear it. Click, 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 click. Um, and Tesla. Tesla is a cat I'm cat sitting for, and she just came out of the bedroom and is being very affectionate. So I'm getting distracted on two fronts right now. Um, That's not only one of those is my fault. <laughs> um the other one i'm not gonna blame it's a cat (laughs) uh labels um yes 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 what was i saying i don't traditionally like labels in general but i do think in terms of like relationships i think that they can be helpful because um when you aren't sure what you are, it's hard to know to like set the right kinds of boundaries, at least in my experience. And like, I just in general have a really hard time telling people what I need from relationships. Um, that includes like friendships, platonic and romantic, anything um, just cause I have a hard time saying what I need in general and being vocal about, cause I don't like being feeling selfish. And sometimes I feel like 
being like, oh, I really need this is selfish, even though it's not. Thanks, therapy. Um, Tesla, stop hitting my <laughs> my microphone. Um, but I think that it can they can be helpful because like if you're dating, but te- I need to move. <laughs> um, if you don't know if you're like in a relationship or not, then you don't, it's harder to say, Hey, I need you to communicate with me more because it's like, we're not in a relationship. So I don't feel comfortable saying I need that yet, but they could mm-hmm. also just be me because the, in one of my past re- relationships, um, quotes around that. Cause it wasn't a real relationship. We were again, quote unquote, on the track to dating, which was really just being a non-committal way of saying, I don't, I'm not going to commit to you. Um, but I didn't, and when it felt like things were falling apart, I didn't know how to say, hey, like, I need you to talk to me more. I need us to do things more often. Like, we need to have date night. We need to do this because I'm not, fe- I'm feeling like, I'm not feeling close to you. And if we're going to be in a relationship, I want to be close to you. And so mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable saying that because we weren't like partners. We were just like, we had a thing, you know? That That makes sense. But I don't think a label fixes that i don't Mm -hmm. think a label necessarily like is a solution to that all i think is that a label gives you can give you like that confidence to do that but i think the communication whether it's a relationship or a situationship or an entanglement or whatever our generation is calling it now like okay (laughs) right it's just about being able to and it's not easy it's in no way easy but the label doesn't Mm -hmm. like make it easier oh yeah it's just something that that exists yeah. It can definitely help to be not a guide, but like help you to define what that situationship yeah. or relationship becomes. You don't have to use yeah, those labels, but definitely, yeah, like is it a boyfriend girlfriend type of situation? But you don't have to be that, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we can establish mm-hmm. that that's the level that we're at, but not have to use those kinds of terms. Yeah, it's definitely not like an end all be all. As soon as we get labels, all of our relationship problems are fixed. Like if, mm-hmm. as soon as I get a girlfriend, I, like then I don't have to worry about everything because I can just, I'm good. We're good to yeah. go. But I don't know. I, I just, I like having clarity and mm-hmm. it's like everything can be so convoluted in general. Like things can be so confusing. And so having, in, in my opinion, having some sort of, some sense of clarity is really helpful for me to know, okay, this is how I can progress. This is how I can move forward um, with what's going on because I know that – because for me it feels like if we're not in a defined relationship, if we have an argument, then it's like, okay, we don't even need to be like we're going to have a conversation about where we're going to move forward in this relationship or we're going to end it or we're going to continue it. It's just like I don't have to fucking talk to you ever again. So, so I think that kind of highlights – I think that highlights um, what I was kind of mentioning at the beginning – that's just because we've decided that a relationship means that if there's a problem, you then talk about it. When I think the standard should be anytime there is a mm-hmm, confrontation, mm-hmm. anytime there's like a disagreement, you should want to have a fluid conversation, whether they're a friend or a best friend or a lover or a companion, you should want to talk it out just mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's a better practice. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. So I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Like relationships help define those for us as a society. But I wonder if since we're kind of moving away from the conventional way of relationships being seen and like the conventional way of seeing physicality and the conventional way of seeing like emotional connections with people, I'm wondering if we can do away with labels and just make it more of this, 
and like you can have a label if you want. So I th still think marriage is something that I value very highly. And like dating and boyfriend and girlfriend have value as well. But I just wish that we define them by relationship as opposed to as a whole. Because if I'm in a relationship with somebody who is comfortable with an open relationship, our parameters are drastically different mm -hmm. than like the status quo conventional relationship. Yeah. No one is right or wrong. But based on the label, different people are going to, to see it a specific way. And I also worry because labels target us sometimes. Like when we look to aggression towards members of the LGBTQ plus community, members of different minority groups or religious affiliations or political groups, that label is what people use to then target you. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. It is a, could also very much be highlighting the fact that I've only ever been in really shitty relationships. <laughs> oh my goodness, so, it doesn't help. My, put myself on blast right there. <laughs> that doesn't help, but no. the plus side is you're going to, they can't all be shitty. That's not possible. Okay. They, mm, mm. Statistically, it's do not, not possible. Do not underestimate my power, Pierre. Legs, statistically, <laughs> it is not possible for okay. every one of your relationships to no, be trapped. No, okay, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about like friendships. I'm talking about purely romantic I, relationships. I completely agree. I, I, I mean, you are only like I am 23. <laughs> Did someone say something? I swear to God, I heard something. No, say I something. definitely heard. So I definitely yeah. heard. Well, I mean, you are only, and then it stopped, and Carly was definitely you. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like your voice. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought you guys had heard me when I said it. Oh, there must be a lag. No, what'd you say? I said That's we hilarious. are all 23, so you have a lot more relationships to look forward to. <laughs> so I'm with Pierre. You, they can't all be bad. You're only 23. Oh, well, I'm not talking about the future ones. I'm just talking about the ones that have happened so far. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. we can't change the past. Your past trash yeah. relationships yeah. are never going to not be trash Okay, well, this is not... We're not going to put me on... We're not going to, like, come at me. <laughs> I don't Remember, we can bully other people <laughs> as long as I'm the one doing the bullying. No, I'm not allowed to I'm be bullied all, anymore. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to be like, oh, woe is me. Just in how, like, trying to give an explanation as to why my perspective might be as it is about, like, approaching labels and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's fair. But, and I think, mm -hmm. I think my perception as well is kind of interesting because... I I concede, I guess I concede to a lot of the conventional ways of dating culture, but at the same mm -hmm. time, I have a lot of a lot of problems with our dating culture. And I think the biggest thing that I want from a relationship that I really have not been able to find yet is I want a relationship that genuinely feels judgment-free. I want a relationship where people aren't utilizing, well, what would society think of this? Or if somebody else said this or did this, do you know how my friends would react? I don't care. I don't care how society tells you should react. I don't care how your friends would react. Talk to me as an individual and mm -hmm. let's talk things out as us. Let's not talk things out through the lens of what society has dictated. We're supposed to think when your significant other says these three words together. Like it's, it's just an interesting, an interesting um, conundrum that I've been facing in my relationships because labels aren't necessarily the problem, but mm -hmm. it's the indoctrination that our society has taught us. If a man yeah. or woman or an individual says this, it always means this when that's not the case. Mm -hmm. 
Do you think that is something that you would need immediately in a relationship or something that you are willing to like grow through together in a relationship? So I have no problem growing through it, but it also seems like a red flag to me if your significant other can't offer you a comfortable judgment free space for communication. And that seems like a, well, it's much harder said than I'm actually saying it right now. And I'm, of course, willing to wait and grow because relationships need to grow to become something beautiful sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I just think that should be the bare minimum that we offer somebody that we care about. If you love somebody. Oh, no, no, continue. I interrupted. No, you're good. Okay. (laughs) I think it is a little, like, difficult to be completely judgment-free, though. And I think sometimes judgment is considered really maliciously and I don't think it always is just because all of us have pre like we're all like we have biases that we're just grown up Mm -hmm. with different perspectives due to like childhood and ways we've been like ways we've been brought up schooling we went through our absolutely ethnicity our gender etc um how we interact with the world how the world interacts with us and so not all judgments are inherently malicious and but I think it's it's difficult to say well it's a like if you have any judgments regardless like in a relationship with me like a problem that we have that's a red flag because those are going to be like that's something that you kind of have to like get used to and go through like and I agree in relations with my siblings I'm like I'm judging you for that but I'm not gonna I still love them you know it's not like of course it's a bad judging it's just like oh I wouldn't have done that like I wouldn't have said that I'm sure they do the same thing with me because I'm (laughs) A very sensitive, very like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this right away. And then I regret it like 10 minutes later. So, so yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think it's also highlighting the point. <laughs> it's highlighting the point. There's no way you can absolutely be free of judgment. But mm-hmm. did you realize that you justified the judgment with the fact that that's what everybody does? That I bet they do the same to me. It is the status quo thing to provide that judgment. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You can't ask human beings to not judge because it is a natural thing that we do. And I completely agree. Not all judgment is malicious. I'm specifically talking about the judgment that then leads people to make conclusions. Mm, Okay. Yep. So at the beginning, you made a point where you were like, like we bring this, we have like this predisposition to judge. We have this, we have preconceived notions that we bring into situations. Yeah. Could not agree more. But the same way with our biases, if we just accept them and don't fight them, we are being complacent with something that we're doing incorrectly. Yeah. So yeah. I just I just worry that we are so norm we're so used to being like, oh yeah, I judge people, but it's it's not bad that yeah. we, we can't actually wade through the negative judgments or the positive judgments. Yeah. Oh no, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Carly? Throwing you in. <laughs> I didn't expect the the ball to be thrown in my court. Um <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I do think it's really difficult to ask not to ask humans to not judge. Because it's one of the first things that we do. Like, we make snap judgments all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it's about safety or just the new people that we meet. Like, all of that is things that we're literally built to do. Like, a fight or flight response is a judgment. So, like, it's very difficult to ask people not to judge. But it's also needed because you need that open space in a relationship to be able to be forthcoming with your partner like I know I struggle to tell people how I feel and that's because I'm scared of judgment because I'm scared Mm. of you know 
but that's with everybody. I can't tell. They're very, like, I have a very hard time telling anybody how I feel. Yeah. Mm. So having a partner that makes it a little, a little easier, I think, is really important for someone to understand that and come and not meet you halfway, but be able to work with you on that front. And that's a vulnerability that I literally everyone is so scared of mm. showing. Like it's, I'm it's saying, a generational this, thing at this point. Like everyone, yeah, really struggles with that. Yeah, because it's hard, like saying, showing someone your soul and being like, "Hi, this is my soul." Like, mm-hmm. like just like you said, like I'm giving it to you. Please don't judge it. It's, yeah, even just yeah. Being, it all ties hey. in. Mm-hmm. You like even like being like, "Hey, you know what? This one tiny thing kind of hurt my feeling." Is like terrifying to do to somebody see yeah. i i completely agree but that that vulnerability is it's necessary what, it's so necessary that's what makes a beautiful relationship mm-hmm. that ability <laughs> oh yeah say no <laughs> Take I, it saw back. This, I saw this thing the other day that was explaining um that so many people in relationships choose not to communicate things that are actually important because they've convinced themselves that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a weird line that we walk because yeah, you pick your battles in life, you pick your battles in relationships. Some things are actually worth saying, some things aren't. But when we start to like mix up what isn't worth saying, it's just, it's just dangerous. Ashley, you good? We can't I think she's she's so taken aback that she's on a on a call. Sorry, we're gonna take a real quick break. That was my pizza. So. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> they were early. Car- Thirty yeah, minutes go, early. Go okay. get your pizza, go Carly. Go. And we'll I are talk. Shop we'll it talk. Up, okay? All right. All right. Sorry about that. I ordered a pizza, and I didn't think it was going to. Come. We they put said elevator music in between. Yeah. <laughs> They said like at nine and it's 8.30 and very frustrating. I tried to order with a gift card. They would not let me order with a gift card online. Boo. So I had to pay in cash, which is fine because mm. I have a lot of money because I'm a stripper. I'm kidding. I'm not a stripper. She got money. <laughs> I do work a shit ton of jobs that pay me ca- cash. So That's, that's, that's called the table work. <laughs> Take that No, off. No, it's called tips. Oh. <laughs> All right. Where do we leave off? <laughs> um, vulnerability was necessary. Is necessary, or no. vulnerability is difficult, and it's necessary. I am going to be eating, so pause if you hear me crunching. I'm not going to stop though. Okay. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm really hungry. Yeah, vulnerability. I say I'm against it. No, you do say <laughs> that you're against it. <laughs> I vote no. Kick it off the island. Oh my goodness. It is the weakest link. Hey. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, but vulnerability. Oh, I thought you were calling is... me the weakest link. Oh, no, not you. Vulnerability. <laughs> like... You you are a very strong link, but that vulnerability. Oh, no. She'll get you. Oh, no. I don't want it anymore. The pizza or the vulnerability? No, I want the pizza. <laughs> the vulnerability. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's hard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is Which hard. It's so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like vulnerability for if I want to bring it back, circle it back, Cole Travis. But you mm-hmm. need vulnerability 
Well, to even when... talk about labels, you need to be yes. vulnerable. <laughs> Thank you, Carly. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Oh, well done, Slick. That was, that was a, good, a good tie back right there. Um, a professor. Because, I mean, mm. coming, coming back to labels, like, I know in my relationship, sometimes I feel like I can't do certain things with certain, or, like, with people because I don't under have a well understanding of what our relationship is so having that conversations mm-hmm. about labels for me opens door open doors to doing other things like showing more physical affection or mm-hmm. saying you know things that are more affectionate to people otherwise I tend to hold back I have those thoughts I'd be like oh I really want to say this to you but I won't say it because I don't understand what point we're at and I don't want to push things too far yeah so you know having a conversation about labels helps me <laughs> in that regard that and that's right, fair. Yeah, come at, come at me. No, no, no not coming at you. No, that definitely. You pulled it. Yeah, you did. I did. I did. I'm I definitely did. It. But the reason I do that, it. the reason I do that is because, and this is, you know, I'm, I mean this in the most polite way possible. <laughs> People's inability to communicate what they want or need, or their fear of communicating what they want or need. I'm going to say most times falls on that person. So it's like a label helping somebody then feel comfortable communicating is great, but that's not what it should be. That's not what it should take. Because if there is any point where something is bothering you and what's stopping you is not being completely sure where you stand in the relationship, that's a problem. Because if there's anything that you would say, then that's just it. Say it. Yeah, I agree. I think it definitely does fall on the person. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like how you react to things is to what someone says to you is is your responsibility. But I also think that the other person can help make that communication obstacle a little easier by um, saying, what do you think? Like, Mm -hmm. do you, I know that Carly and I, whenever we have arguments, I would not to be like, I'm the greatest, I'm so good. But like, I know that sometimes I'll be like, Hey, I'm having this issue. And with you, what do you have anything that you would like to address with me and stuff like that? So it's kind of like, and um, sorry to put that on blast, but, but like opening up the table, especially if you know the person that you're with is someone who struggles with saying what they need saying what they want and um being open uh then allowing then pushing them to be open pushing them to like communicate those those things i agree um i completely agree i think one thing that ends up happening in some of these situations and it's a pet peeve of mine if i adequately communicate what i'm saying or thinking and feeling and somebody chooses not to believe it because mm-hmm. they don't like the tone I use. They don't like the, the intonation. They don't like the facial expression. They don't like the body language. And that's how they justify not believing what I've said. It's just one of those things that's so hard to work around. Because mm-hmm. one thing that I personally hate, I hate feeling like a broken record. Mm-hmm. I hate feeling like no matter how well I communicate, no matter how much I communicate one thing, I say it. Every single time that conversation comes back up, it is now the same thing. And then the excuse is, well, it just doesn't feel like you mean it. It doesn't matter if it feels like I mean it. I know that that is something that is applicable. But take my words at face value. Mm-hmm. Because trust that I mean them that way. 
as yeah. opposed to interpreting them based on those predispositions from past relationships or past mistakes or yeah or whatever else to then define what it is I mean or don't mean. Yeah. And like being when you are in a healthy relationship and got out of and your pr- previous relationship was a really unhealthy like toxic relationship it definitely colors like how you how you view everything because I, it, it yeah. everything feels darker everything feels like well what if they didn't mean that what if, what if they were lying to me and so i saw this thing on instagram of, like several months ago about um like in a new relationship this this individual said that they told their partner when we're starting to get to know each other, I want you to assume the best of me and I'm going to assume the best of you. So if you make a mistake, my first thought is not going to be, oh, well, they did that because they don't like me. It's going to be, oh, they made a mistake and it's okay. We can move past it and stuff like that, which is, is, is harder in like I love that relationships later on because you already have like a foundation. But I think it's really integral in, when you're building a relationship to remember that the other person is human, that they're going to make mistakes, just like you're going to make mistakes and have, and give them grace and allow them to make those mistakes and allow them to apologize and move past it. Instead of saying, well, you made that mistake. You did that because you hate me because you don't want to be with me because you don't care about me. And instead saying, Oh, you messed up. And I said, I told you, what, how I felt about it and you said you apologized and now we're going to move past it because I assumed that you didn't mean to hurt me you just made a mistake I could not agree with that sentiment more I personally mm-hmm. call that um, like giving the benefit of the doubt in a relationship mm-hmm. giving yeah. the benefit of the doubt and the leeway and the grace and when I mentioned earlier a judgment free relationship this is really what I mean mm-hmm. that ability to hear and understand that your partner is human I think mm-hmm. we miss that as people, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendly relationship. We, for some reason, have forgotten how to give grace to people who make mistakes, whether it be a verbal slip up that might be racially insensitive or genderly insensitive, like, or whether it's in a relationship and you, you inadvertently hurt your partner in one way or another. We use the parameters defined by other people to say, oh, well, if they do this, it must mean this. When in a real relationship that actually has love, it's not about, well, my parents would think this, or well, my siblings would think this, or my friends would think this. It's, I think this because this is how well I know you. Mm -hmm. So let's talk this out as two people who care about each other, as opposed to let's talk this out as two members of society who fit into the status quo of what social media tells us we should. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. When I got out of... um my really, really, my last, really, my last really toxic friendship, I kind of had to redo that, like, rebuild my framework of thinking about, like, friendships and stuff, because so much of it had been, like, ruined from the toxicity of the relationship, and and everything that I had built that relationship on just kind of felt like nothing. It felt like it was not, like, oh, well, you're just terrible at making friends. Like that, which is actually something they told me all the time. It was terrible at making friends. I was like, I became friends with you. So yes, I am. <laughs> you really, that really bit you on the ass, didn't it? <laughs> you make some good points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so difficult to really allow, to allow other people to be human. 
sometimes because you you want to assume when you've been hurt so much when you've been hurt like that before you want to assume the worst you want to assume that everyone is doing something to hurt you like they're doing something maliciously and not to get like sappy or anything but honestly it was my friendships with you two that really helped me be able to don't look don't look at me like that pierre (laughs) um that really helped me to rebuild that framework and change my thinking. And you are not allowed to eat this, Tesla. You cannot have cheese. Neither should I. <laughs> I am an adult. And I don't know how old you are. <laughs> I can't close that. Um, but it was, it was really hard, and I'm still working on that. Um, I'm still working on that today, but it, like, it was hard. And it, it also sucked because the friendship ended during the pandemic. And so mm-hmm. I not only did I have, did I struggle with communicating my needs? Um, I was also feeling even more alone because I was stuck at home. <laughs> we weren't allowed to leave our houses, facts. but yeah. Big facts. Yeah. I love the label talk y'all. Even labels can evolve into into mm-hmm. so much more because we're not letting ourselves be defined by the <laughs> of the label yeah. of label Boom. Mm-hmm. full circle ladies and gentlemen mind blown <laughs> yeah and i think tesla why are you all up in a- she smelled my fucking water bottle <laughs> every time they eat daisy has to put her face in it you're so she cute yesterday but come on oh hi if you hear a chirping, it's so adorable. Um, yeah. And, and even to, to go back on something that I said earlier in this episode, look, y'all, minds can change. And I think it's really important for our growth that we allow ourselves to change our minds. Um, but, like, having communication gives clarity. And mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily need to have the we're romantic partners, so you're my significant other, I'm yours to be able to um give that to give that clarity you can just like if you if some people don't like labels some people are like and some people labels are difficult because they're of their pronouns and uh, how or how they identify and so using like the heteronormative boyfriend girlfriend they're like well I don't fit into a boy or a girl I'm not a boy or a girl so I don't feel comfortable saying like saying I'm your girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend, because that's not how I identify. And so, and like some, so like partners can feel weird sometimes. And um, so like some people just don't like labels, but having that clarity of like, this is who you are to me. And mm-hmm. this is who I am to you um, is really, is good. It's yeah. necessary. Sorry, Tesla is just really <laughs> making me lose my train of thought. I also think it's really important to ask your partner, like, how do you see our relationship from your Mm -hmm. point of view? So you have a clear understanding of how you both see the relationship, because sometimes there are big differences. And I disagree. No, I've been in a relationship where I had thought something different and my, the other person didn't see it the same way. And I was like, Mm. Hey, what do you see of our relationship? Not being like, do you see me as a girlfriend? Like, what do you see our relationship? Yeah. Like what qualities is it? Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Uh, I think that's an important thing to do. I think one thing that we need to remember 
their response is not wrong just because it's yeah. not what yeah. you would say. And so oh, I completely yeah. agree with of what course. you're saying. But my instant thought was, ooh, I feel like sometimes people ask that question expecting a specific response. Then when they don't get that, they then feel like they are being attacked. When it's like, nope, the same way that you are valid and thinking like, I thought we were this. They are okay and valid and thinking, oh, I didn't see us as that. So I, yeah. I completely agree with your point. Just when you said it, I thought like, ooh, that reminds me that sometimes people think that somebody disagreeing with what they see the relationship as is saying like, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. It's just, no, right now I didn't see it that way. So I agree. Yeah. yeah and that, and saying it like that is really important though. Mm. Um, and again, like I have never been in a relationship because everyone that I've dated does not want a relationship. <laughs> and which I did not stop rolling your eyes at me, Pierre. You know it's true. Um, I do, hey, hey, like I do not know it's true. I I would not say you haven't been in a relationship. I would say you haven't been in a good relationship. Based on the definition that you're using for relationship, it means like two people committed and blah 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 blah. No, a situationship is still a relationship. Oh yeah. Like a random a random meet and greet is still a relationship because you've built one in some way or another. Okay, I've never had a good relationship. Um, and like people I've been with usually like, well, I don't actually want commitment and I don't and I'm like, well, I'm I'm a monogamous, so I kinda I kinda need this. And I'm a, I'm a person who gets very invested in people. I care very deeply about people and if I don't know the parameters of what of what we are, like from from the get go it, where where are we headed you know mm. like is this something that you want to build into something deeper is this something that you only want to see me every other saturday which like is valid and but i can't have if i get into a relationship where we're where i feel like i'm being treated like a partner would a significant other would treat me and then you tell me three weeks four weeks in oh no i just want to fuck buddy i'm gonna be like okay I can't do that because that's not, I care too much about you right now because I'm, I'm not going to be able to separate those feelings for you into something that's like, I'm not going to be able to just have sex with you and then, and take away my, the emotion that I have for you out of it. I'm not going to be able to subtract from that equation. Mm. Math terms. <laughs> so, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> and I, I agree. <laughs> because I can't disagree with that specifically for you. The only qualm that I have with it from my standpoint, mm -hmm. if you know that might be the case two weeks from then, establish that from the beginning because somebody treating you in a way that you think a relationship would go could be how they treat a, treat a person that they just intend to have sex with. Like mm -hmm. just because that necessarily sparks an emotional thing for you where it's like, oh my goodness, um, this is... Like, clearly the signs of a relationship. I know me personally, I am a romantic person. I like the romantic elements of a relationship, of a, <laughs> of a relationship, of a situationship, of a whatever. And it's like, I like to be communicative. But just don't limit yourself to thinking, well, if he doesn't treat the situationship like I would, or they don't treat the situationship the way that I would, then I got to cut it off automatically. Instead, just communicate and figure out what way they see your relationship mm -hmm. whether it's defined or not i think oh absolutely this ties yeah. to a really great point of boundaries and what boundaries we have and what relationships that we want like yeah like you said a friends with benefits thing maybe they're doing something that you would 
classify as a relationship and then that calls to set a boundary to be like, hey, you know, I can't do that with you. Or like have certain boundaries of like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable doing that with that you yet because I don't see a relationship yeah. getting to that point or something like that. Cause like I know tying back to one of my earlier points of me not feeling comfortable doing more physical affection unless like having that kind of conversation comes into like my boundaries of not wanting to do that or not, not, not wanting to do that, but that was a long choice of words. Yeah. Um, don't want to get to a point of being too far invested into somebody when I know that there's not a future. So like, I know for me, like that's a big Mm -hmm. boundary to come across. Oh, I agree. Having a a conversation about where we see a relationship allows me to go past those certain boundaries for certain stages. Yeah. Like I, I stand by this, but a lot of time, Okay, why did I say it like that way? I don't know. <laughs> um, a lot of, I'm going to speak from per- very personal experiences, but a lot of times the the guys that I've been in relationships with, they don't want a girlfriend, but they want to act like you're their girlfriend, but they don't want the commitment. So they want to be able to fuck someone else, but they don't, but they want to be able to do shit with you. And I, I know you disagree with me on this, Pierre, because we've had so many conversations about this, but... <laughs> but I'm speaking from at least one very specific uh, relationship I had where this guy and I, we were dating for about a month and a half. And about the entire time, I definitely thought that we were going towards a, a boyfriend-girl defined relationship. And like we hung out multiple times during the week. We were texting constantly. Um, we were telling each other like, personal things we were doing like relationshipy shit uh, holding hands in public like going to these things together doing this like I spent the night at his apartment like once a week like it was it was all stuff that if I that I would not have done if I had been and this also falls on me not defining things as soon as I should have but um it was like these are things that are that say to me I'm seeking commitment in this and then so it kind of felt like out of the out of left field when he was like i want a relationship and i was like what <laughs> you don't <laughs> like but you you said it the reason i i don't disagree with that being your truth your truth is absolutely that but you said it yourself those signs to you screamed x y and z <laughs> him not choosing for it to mean that for him does not make him wrong well yeah and just because those signs are definite to you of a relationship does not mean that because like you saying you wouldn't have done those things if you didn't think it was moving towards a relationship like that's that's really that's upsetting in the, in the circumstance but that's why your communication early on matters because he didn't explicitly say yes but he didn't explicitly say no so what you usually do in those situations is err on the side of no. You don't err on the side of yes, because then you put yourself in the situation to be hurt. I, I see what you're saying. And I think a lot, of, I do know a lot of men who prefer situations that feel like relationships, but don't have the commitment of a relationship. That's, that's just something that some people like. Yeah, but I think that's really manipulative. It, because I, in, I, I think that it is because if you are operating in, 
and you're seeing someone and you're like, I don't want the commitment of a relationship, but I want this to feel like a relationship. That's not fair to the other person because you no. can't have, you can't have a relationship no. and that without the commitment for that. Like that's not how it works. The, and the reason that's not how it works, the reason that's not how it works is because it does not become manipulative if you do not communicate. They, the, the parameters that have been set that define a relationship does not apply to every single person. Yeah, keyword, communicate. Yes, but what you but didn't also communicate shouldn't always have to be on the one person to communicate. Should, yeah, exactly. It should be on both parties to communicate. Just be on because a lot of times I the can... guys don't communicate that that's what they're doing. Wait, I, so I, I agree, but at the same time, let me get this straight. Him not explicitly saying that that's what he wanted. You two entering into a situation that was never defined. He communicate. He did. He did not communicate that he wanted something serious. But I guess it could be argued that he also did not communicate that he didn't want something serious. You are equally at fault for not communicating in the same way. I, I completely agree. Both sides should communicate, but you should not assume. Just because of X, Y, and Z, it's the same thing as people who assume a gender because of how somebody looks on the outside. You shouldn't assume the parameters of a relationship because of how somebody treats you. If somebody treats you well, it does not mean that they like you in a romantic way, even though that is something that our society has said is true. When, a, when, a, when somebody does this or does that, that means that's not fair. I agree. He should have communicated better. Men, as a, men in general can always be better at communication. But so can everybody on the planet can also be better at communication. I don't think it is weird to want the beauty of a relationship, something that we seek after as people, without wanting the commitment, because some people don't like monogamy. That's just how some people are. And I don't think those people are wrong. And I don't think it's necessarily something comfortable for people to talk about when they know there's this judgment attached to it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I definitely think that what I'm trying to, yeah, monogamy is not for everyone, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's why, again, communication is really important. And, but it, it also shouldn't be only on one person to communicate their needs. There should be communication on, on both sides because ha- more than half of the relationships I've been in, I've had to be the one to instigate the communication. We've been together for weeks, for months, mm-hmm. and it's me being like, hey, what the fuck is going on? And then being like, oh, I don't want a relationship. And I'm like, I've been getting to know you for the past three fucking weeks. And what? And it I, feels blindsiding a lot of the time because I don't know. I just, I really am. A, I'm a person who, if we're not going to be anything serious, if you don't want, if I cannot give you a relationship without the commitment, that's so, just me. So I, I agree, but let me, let me posit something based mm-hmm. on what we're saying right now. Yeah. In a relationship, people should communicate their needs. In your past situations you were just talking about, he didn't have any needs. You were the one that had needs. You had needs that defined what you needed and were comfortable with. He didn't have to express any needs because he didn't need anything. He was content with what was there. You needed to know that it wasn't going anywhere. I feel like it was your job to communicate and ask, hey, I need this. Can you give me this? Because him not communicating that he's giving you that, he, he can't just assume that that's what you wanted. I completely agree. Everybody in the relationship needs to communicate their needs. But it doesn't mean that everybody in the relationship has needs that need to mm-hmm. be communicated. 
And, and, and he, he was not an amazing person. So I don't want to keep using like this example because he was not like an A1 person. I admit that and know that 100%. But if we're taking him out of the equation and we're talking about the needs of a relationship, I think more times than not. Um, and if we're thinking about just uh, the status quo relationship for the past like 100 or so years, I think more times than not, women have more needs that need to be met or that they would like to be met than men do. And sometimes men don't communicate that. That is not an all-encompassing statement. It is a, it's a, a generalization that I'm making and I understand that. But I think it's not easy to communicate as a whole. But you cannot get upset. You can. But I don't think it's justified to get upset for somebody for not communicating the things that you wanted them to communicate. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to communicate that because it didn't affect him. It affected you. Yeah. We actually might be talking about two different people. Mm, that's true. <laughs> because, and I think that the reason you're talking about, I think you're talking about, I, we actually did communicate that. And he still treated me like shit. So, and still was like, I want commitment. And I'm like, well, three months ago, regardless. Yeah. Um, and I, I, so I agree with what you're saying at face value, but I think that we also have to factor in here is that Pierre, you're a person who you're a good person. You abide by ethics. Like you have, you just don't, I, it's hard. I'm trying to think of exactly what I'm trying to say, but like not everybody thinks like you. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot, I, I'm going to generalize here because I, no, I'm, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, I am going to generalize men here because they deserve it. um but i think that a decent amount of men know that a majority of women of cis women feel similarly similarly to how i do and capitalize on that they know that like women are not often as vocal about their feelings because society's told them that they're not allowed to be Mm -hmm. and they know that they can manipulate them into into doing things or or feeling certain ways without having without like they'll like here I'll give you a crumb and you give me your heart and it's like there it's a a fair exchange here because like they know how to how to manipulate this kind of situation and it's not that's not cool and that's what I'm like trying to, to explain that like not like I yes ideally it would be the per like you communicate everyone communicates exactly what they need and everyone is on the same page at all times and you're able to have good communication and good and like know exactly what you're doing and where you are but the truth is we're never going to be exactly like that because one we're humans we make mistakes we have anxieties we have nerves about well i don't know i want them to judge me i don't want them to do this i don't want them to leave me i don't want them to think about the- badly about me stuff like that and then also human nature is manipulative as well like kind of like i mean it's the kid like that's something that i that i watch some of the kids that i nanny like Mm -hmm. they learn and it's not like malicious manipulation but it's like it's manipulation to get what you want my parents my parents don't let me have candy before dinner but i don't think that my nanny knows that so i'm going to say oh my parents let me have candy twice a day or I, my parents let me have candy either after lunch or after dinner. And I would like to have this piece of candy after lunch. And so then if the nanny, if the kid gets a candy without their parents seeing, 
they then they can say to their parents, oh, can I have my candy, my after-dinner candy now? So now they get candy twice, which isn't like inherently bad, but it's like, that's a manipulation thing that you just kind of have, have learned. And so I do think that humans are manipulative in nature and that can be bad or it can be good. And it's just something that you have to like learn where, where are the appropriate times to manipulate because we all manipulate in real and, life, like everything. And I agree. I mean, I think that example really hits the nail on the head in terms of a simple way, kind of like a white lie, like a simple way where we utilize manipulation to get our way. Mm-hmm. And I hear the generalization being made, and I would agree with the generalization. I definitely would agree with the generalization about a lot of men realize that that's the case, and they know how to utilize it to do X, Y, and Z and manipulate. Vice versa, I think, no matter what kind of guy you label me as, I think if I'm making a generalization as well, I I feel like sometimes we inadvertently perceive women as if they are less capable of the same levels of manipulation that men are when they simply are not mm-hmm. like it just from a historical standpoint, there's a reason that women have been the change makers on some of the largest fronts in our historical battles, whether it's domestically in the United States or um, um, international. And it's not because of manipulation, but it's because of sheer intelligence. So I, while I do think a majority of men take advantage of some of the, the things that the patriarchy has like, have beaten into women to think and believe, I also think there are a large set of women, and I would say, a, a general, if I'm making a generalization, I would say a lot of women also utilize their own manipulative tactics. And we could justify it by saying it's just a retaliation of the patriarchy, which would be, which would be true. It would be true. Sometimes the way that women have to respond to things and have to manipulate is just inherently the best thing that they could do to survive Mm -hmm. comfortably. I 1000% think that's the case sometimes, but sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it's just not. And I think this, the thing that men and women really disagree on is this aspect of Men are expected to know how to be better and be better. And that's, that's just it. Men are expected mm-hmm. to know how to be better and be better. My last ex did this wrong to me. You should know how to be better and be better. Yeah. And somebody actually explained this to me the other day, and they just mentioned this. They said that men will have a significant other that does 10 things great but the three things she doesn't do great is what's going to bother them. So when they leave that relationship, they go and find a significant other that does those three things great, but doesn't do the other 10 things. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see that as well. But I was like, vice versa. I feel like sometimes women will look at the three things that they don't do. And that is the only things. Those, that's the only thing that matters. The 10 things that are done great are supposed to happen. So when they happen, you don't give it any credit. But the three things will forever bother you. And if you notice something, it's basically the same thing that I'm saying that men do, that women do. The only difference is, I think, when men do it, it's seen a little bit more, well, they should have been providing that. They should should have just been better. But when a woman doesn't do it, sometimes it's, what is the reason? There is a little bit more grace given. 
what is the explanation mm-hmm. and again i understand there is validity to it based on the way that society has indoctrinated men and women to thinking the roles of men and women are based on the status quo heteronormative ways of looking at things yeah i definitely think there is a double standard um i mean there is a double standard for sure and i i agree like women can be just as manipulative as men um and can i mean i know a lot i know plenty of men who've been very very hurt by women um by their relationships by things that shouldn't have happened i mean like i've been i've been hurt by by women as well so it's not just a one gender does this and one gender does that, like, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but I, I do think that they're due to misogyny and the patriarchy that there is a difference between, between, like, between them. And um, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, because I really, I really dislike the fact that we give some people like we give women grace for things that we would demonize men over. Um, for example, like in the American Idol audition where Katy Perry, like kind of manipulated that contestant to kiss her. Mm. That was fucked up. And mm. I was like, that's really fucked up. And you know that if it had been switched, like the gender has been switched, that it would have, that, that judge would have gotten hell for it. Yeah. And, um, and I, I so I, I did, I really, really, that was really annoying. Um, and so I, I do not like that at all, but I, I do think that there is, it's hard to ex- a, like explain it really well. Like, I, I feel like I'm not very well versed in, um, shit, uh, in that, sorry, Tesla just stepped on my phone and I thought she might have ended the call. Um, I feel like I'm not very well versed to explain it very well because I don't have like the the information on it because I haven't like researched relationships, um, especially through a, like a feminist lens or through a women's and gender studies lens, um, as well. But it, I, I, I think that it is very telling when, um, a lot of, a lot of women there, it, this, the experience that I, I have is a, is a more universal experience for women than it might be for men. And I think that it's, it's kind of telling and not to like say all men are bad. Obviously not all men are bad. I'm talking to a man right now. Um, I like my dad. I like my brothers. Um, but I, I do think that there is a very specific, like we're men and women are raised differently. Like I can't remember the exact statistic, but, or, um, or what age it is, but by a decently young age in school, little girls raise their hands less in class than little boys do because they get called on less because they, and they, and more, more little boys sit at the front of the class than girls. Um, they, more girls are told to be quiet while more little boys are, their ideas and opinions are applauded and allowed to continue. Um, so that sets a precedent at a very young age that as a woman, as a little girl, my thoughts don't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. My perspective is not to be shared and I need to sit here, be quiet because what I have to say is not as important as what he has to say. And so, and that, and some of those things are the way that like those kinds of ways that we're taught very young, you, we have to, we have to reteach ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that for people who, who grow up in, and are given everything in life who are told that you matter, you're really important. You're like, tell me your thoughts, tell me your opinions. Like you're fantastic. You're incredible. And she, she doesn't matter. 
So now you, I'm speaking as this like me, the you is the man. Mm. Now I, I think, okay, well, what I, what I do matters and what I do to them doesn't matter because they don't matter. And mm. so that if you grow up with a perspective of I'm important, my opinion is important and that's all that really matters then the way that you view other people is I can do whatever I want because what they don't, they don't matter. They're not important mm. to me. And so you, you, it helps to, it helps you think of women as, as objects instead of other humans. And um, so the way that children are taught really colors how they live the rest of their lives because they no longer see, depending on how they're raised, they no longer see the other gender, the, another race, another group of people um, as important as someone who deserves grace, someone who deserves mercy, someone who deserves compassion. They mm -hmm. see them as something, someone that doesn't matter because they weren't they don't, their voices don't, don't matter to me. Like, oh, they're a woman. Oh, like they don't matter. Shit like that. That makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Heavy topics on the pod today. <laughs> <laughs> I have things that I written down to talk about, but I feel like they're not really, <laughs> they don't really go with what we've been saying. <laughs> no, I think we, I think we've taken this in a fun, fruitful direction. So I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really off. We often like just crack a shit ton of jokes, so it's like oh, it's kind of it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I I figured we would go in a more serious route with with you, Pierre. It's kind of fun to be able to talk about those kinds of things, and I agree, and, especially in a healthy way. Yeah. Well, we probably should round this out because Pierre, you have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cue, Carly. Yes. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. You can email us at sperpetually at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at perpetually dot underscore dot single. You can find Ashley at Ashley Medeiros. On Instagram, you can find me at Carly Free with three E's on Instagram. You can find us at, on Twitter at sperpetually. You can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley E. Owens. I looked it up before this. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at XCarlottaX. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, PocketCast, and Radio Public. And mm -hmm. you can follow our lovely guest, Pierre, on Instagram at... Uh, PierrePaul15. I don't really use my social media a whole lot, but... You Too bad. PierrePaul, you That's might okay. find me. Say hello. And then do you have a Twitter? Uh, yes, I do. My Twitter is, I'm going to say, PierrePaul15 also, but as I pull up the app and keep talking to you, <laughs> Pierre underscore Paul15, there it is, nice and easy. Ooh. Yeah, I had to put that underscore in there because yeah. PierrePaul was taken. Awesome. What, are, what projects do you have going on mm -hmm. right now? Uh, my main project is my company, We Hear You. You can find us on all social media platforms, We Hear You ASL. Um, so just find us there, see what we have coming up next in the new year. Um, in the new year, we have some big changes coming to the company. So be on the lookout. Excited. Where can we find them? Do they have an Instagram? Yes, at We Hear You ASL. Well, what? All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to us today. And I don't know why I was Scottish there, but I did. Um, and this has been... 
Perpetually single. Single. Good job, y'all. I was like, wait a minute.